you are listening to the wild soul podcast a podcast for the wild ones join me your host queen namaste as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path from wild inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between because really who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. It's Queen Namaste coming at you. 2020, January, hump day. What is going on? If this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host. We talk about stuff here, so you're in for a little treat if it is your first time. If not, what's up? Welcome back. This is a interesting episode maybe you can hear sound quality not sure um but i'm in the car and i'm driving and maybe i'll make this um maybe i'll make this a thing who knows (laughs) wild soul podcast driving edition no i'm like the reason i'm driving is because i need to do shit and i messed up with my productivity and my scheduling the past couple days getting shit ready um and this is the only time that i can really record (laughs) cool right i mean i could give you a pre-recorded podcast from 2019 but i'll leave that for next weekend because yeah i figured i owed y'all one more solo podcast because do you guys like them i don't know (laughs) i just wanted to say hey happy 2020 a new year, a new dawn, a new day. Oh my god. And um, yeah, how was your guys' New Year's? I'll tell you about mine <laughs> in case you wanted to know. So actually, the past, this was my first New Year's in I don't know how long, maybe like eight years, nine years, seven years, something along those lines that I was single and didn't have a significant other with me um, and had no New Year's kiss. (laughs) Anyone else? Did anyone else be uh, solo, riding solo and not kiss anybody? Um, Actually, I was like too wrapped up in conversation at midnight to even really notice and or care, which was interesting because I thought I'd be like really sad about it, but I spent New Year's honestly in one of the best ways. And I think I might do that again um, next year. Who knows? next year is 360 days away anyways yeah so I decided to go to a circle for New Year's and if you've been following me a little bit you know that um, this year was the year of circles for me I hosted a few which were so liberating so fun so much connection and I really enjoyed it so um, there'll be more coming this year um, female and male and both um, circles that you can participate in. However, people that shall not be named to keep their anonymity or whatever. We went to a house in the boonies in uh, Maple Ridge, for those of you all who know where Maple Ridge is in around Vancouver, uh, Canada. Went with a couple friends and we went to this huge, beautiful house with like wood ceilings, really great vibes, hippie vibes, crystals everywhere, cards, everything. 
musical instruments and there was about, I don't know, maybe like 30 other people in this house. I knew nobody except the people that I came with so that was really interesting to put myself in a situation on New Year's where people like get all hyped up and usually the expectations are soups high and then you get disappointed because New Year's is never what you think it's gonna be. So yeah go into this house who so I have no idea who even owns this house no idea who's in this house what type of energy is in this house and we do a plant ceremony and um, I'm sure y'all have heard of like ayahuasca and stuff where people go travel to Peru go see shamans and do this journey and drink this like root tree bark sticks I don't even know exactly what ayahuasca consists of but it was like that but we did not do ayahuasca there were people there doing mushrooms and most of the people were there to do San Pedro and before the ceremony I had no idea what San Pedro was but apparently it is a cactus that you can hallucinate on sometimes I don't know I didn't see any hallucinations uh, but that's what we were doing so it consisted of that consisted of like talking with partners and meeting new people eye gazing asking them questions about their year best and worst relationships work wise uh, we sang songs we prayed for world peace we danced music was played there was sound healing bath there it was really interesting there was eating there was talking and it was really long we got there about three o'clock in the afternoon and the ceremony ended at like 11 45 right before midnight and um yeah my experience with this quote-unquote drug but uh, I would like to I guess it would be more so plant medicine was interesting felt very present I took a light journey and I feel like I was the only one in the house that took a light journey um so I took not very much San Pedro it looked like black thick sludge and it tasted like that too it kind of tasted like molasses so I had one shot with some of these concentrated pills and then everyone else had like two shots or maybe even three and I'm glad that I took the one shot just for my first time. I had no idea what I was going to experience. And, you know, you can always take more, but you can never take less. So if you get super effed up, then you're kind of stuck in that energy. And I wanted to just be in semi-control also because I hardly knew anyone there. So it was just being a little cautious. <laughs> and someone said that too to me. It's like, okay, great for that observation, dude. Like, sure, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, whatever. So, um, yeah, the feeling was very present. I felt, yeah, just reflective. I feel like I got a few downloads. I don't know if it was from spirit, but I felt myself reflecting on like the past 10 years of my relationships and the patterns and then got a download that I needed to like be with one of my best friends that she really needed me and that moving would be a really good decision. So that's what came out of the ceremony is if you don't know, well, I said in my last podcast that I moved up to um, Kelowna area to just heal from my previous relationship and just get the heck out of town and experience a new city. Yeah, gonna move back. 
<laughs> Woo! I'm actually really excited about it. Um, my best dear friend from day one, I've known her since we were two years old because our dads worked together. So we were like forced to be friends and we've continued to be friends throughout our adult life. Um, she just had a baby in September and she's kind of doing the single mom thing and she's living by herself, has like two spare bedrooms in her house. And I'm like, girl, your baby is kind of my baby too. So we're sister wiving it and raising the baby together for a while. So I will be back in February to van. And I'm honestly, I'm really stoked. New energy. I feel that majority of what needed to be let go has gone. Still mad love for my ex and everything. And we will talk when we do, whenever that is. I know I'm going to get my cats back so I'm super pumped about that uh so yeah be moving back to the city in February so that was one really great confirmation I got from the ceremony and yeah meeting a lot of new people and like I said that um I was just too much in conversation when the countdown happened because I don't know San Pedro kind of makes you talk I guess open up heart opener um was talking a lot and it was good. It was really good. And then, yeah, there was hardly a countdown because everybody was just maybe too high to give a shit. Who knows? Who knows? And, um, yeah, it was a great way to spend the last day of 2019 and for the last decade. So what did you do for New Year's? Are you going to start any new New Year traditions for this coming decade? I know majority... Mine was like a mix because I kind of did a lot of obviously growing this past decade, but half of the de- or half of the New Year's that I spent were like, no, I'm going to be sober and then go snowboarding on New Year's Day. I did that a couple years in a row, which was really awesome. If you want to go like on a mountain by yourself and have the whole mountain with no lines, no one cutting in front of you, go on New Year's Day because literally everyone in the world is hungover. There's a few old people that go... Um, but it's basically just you and whoever wants to come. It's a great day to go snowboarding. So I did that a few times. But then in the middle, again, new relationship, drinking, got super smashed for some. Spent them at strip clubs. Still super cool. Don't regret that. Um, and then, yeah, finished off the decade with a plant ceremony. Working that medicine. So I guess this leads into the topic of, I don't know, spirituality slash awakening slash journey, because it has been an interesting ride to say the least. And the past five years for sure were definitely eye-opening. And I'm wondering if anyone is listening here, if they kind of started to do that as well, um, like in 2015 actually just started before that like really started to question a lot of things back in 2013 and some people say um a lot of people also did this because it was like the end of 2012 um Mayan calendar you guys remember that when the world was gonna end yeah so apparently a lot of energy shifted then and just continued to and a lot of people were 
waken up as they say. But yeah, in 2013, if I hadn't told you before, ah, fuck it. We're just going to get right into it (laughs) because car episode's the best one. Okay. So I don't tell a lot of people this and it's funny that I'm going to just announce it here on a podcast where literally anyone can listen to it, but whatever. Sharing is caring. This is my story and we'll talk about it because sometimes we don't talk about it enough and sometimes it needs to be said. So 2013, drinking all the time. I got a DUI, so I had a breathalyzer in my car. Thank God I didn't kill anyone. Yeah. Anyways, regardless, just my life was revolved around drinking and not much else and didn't really have any direction in my life. I was going to school. Um, I was going to school not really knowing what the hell I wanted to do. I was majoring in criminology just because I took majority of criminology classes and I'm like, well, I just want to finish this to say that I have a degree, make my parents proud, what the fuck ever. So I was doing that. And then I decided to go on a trip. Um, First time like going um, off North America trip. No, no, it wasn't. But first time going to Southeast Asia, like alone without parents and stuff. So kind of like first solo trip outside of North America without parents. We went to Mexico a few times, me and all my friends and just got shit face wasted. What else was new? So went with the girlfriend. The idea was to go to Thailand and then go to Australia for like two months and just have this freaking wicked amazing time. And it was amazing for a little bit. But again, pro tip, when you're traveling with people, make sure that you guys have the same intentions of what you want because we didn't really talk about that leading up to it. And I was kind of interested in seeing culture, exploring yoga a little bit because this was before I even did yoga, really. Um, But it was always in the back of my mind and I was really curious about it. So we just kind of had different um, ideas of what our trip would be. And me, I like to people please less now, but before a lot. (laughs) And so I basically just went with the flow. I still go with the flow majority of the time. Wanted to keep the peace. So I'm like, yeah, sure. We can go to this bar. Yeah, sure. We can do this. Yeah, whatever. Um, couple things happened. I think I might've talked about this before, but there was one time when we were like in this jungle, it was pretty dope, but I was drunk as shit. Hardly remember, but I do remember like stumbling around in this dark forest and then going into this jungle and, when we got to like the lit up part where all the bars were and people were dancing, um, there were so many tourists and it was just like all Caucasian people, nobody, that was it. It was like Australians and Canadians and there was lineups around the corner just to go to the bar and I was just standing in the lineup and I'm like, wow, I came all the way across (laughs) the world to fucking stand in a line. Like I could do this at home. I was like, what the hell am I doing? And then this is the part where it was really, honestly, I think one of the um, factors that really changed the direction of my life. So me and my girlfriend, we go um, to the full moon party because hello, everyone goes to the full moon party. Um, And we got all dressed up. We hung out with a couple of guys before we went down there. Um, They were like in our hostel that we were staying at. They seemed nice enough. They were from Australia, I think, too. Again, not really sure because 
before we even went to the full moon party, I was already drinking at this point. So anyways, patterns repeating themselves got super fucking wasted. So wasted. Drinking buckets, like flirting with this dude. Thought it was just all fun and games. Um, and then like went into the water, went swimming, like just having fun, flirting, not really caring about anything and then lose my girlfriend well first of all leave my wallet like by the water stupid my phone gets stolen my wallet gets stolen but everything gets stolen um my friend goes off with another dude don't know where she went and I'm like okay great I'm just with this fucking stranger that I met literally two hours ago drunk out of my mind but you know making out with him and stuff he's like that's fine I used to be like the make out bandit like I wouldn't I like to say that I didn't really, like, sleep around, but I would go into, like, the point of no return and then, like, bounce most of the time. Anyways, I don't know if anyone else would do that, but I'd make out with a lot of guys, and I was fine with that. Um, But then, like, we went back to the place and then took it too far. Um, Yeah, it's even kind of funny, not funny to talk about, but just, like, rethinking that night, like, blurred being like no I don't want to hang out with you anymore like can you please leave and the guy's like yo it's too late for that and then you can obviously assume what happened and I was just like oh my god this guy's like fucking on top of me he's choking me I'm telling him please get off me please get off me and he wasn't and I don't know how long it lasted but I literally just like fucking closed my eyes and like fucking started crying like it was It was one of the lowest points of my life just because I always, my dad, even before going on the trip, he was, you know how parents are always like looking out for you and sometimes they like fucking say shit like, oh, be careful. Oh, you don't want to get this stolen. Oh, be careful. There's like really shitty guys out there. And it's almost kind of like they're speaking it into existence and like you're wanting, like you live into it kind of thing. And it. Yeah, so all this shit was going through my head. I'm just like, holy fuck, this is actually happening. Like, I never thought this would happen to me. Like, this feels so fucked up. Why did I get so drunk? He fuck. Anyways, it ended. I'm crying. He fucking just leaves. I'm crying on my bed. Don't know really what to do. And I don't know how long it was until my friend got back. And then, and then they were still at our hostel these guys for like a couple days and I was just like so fucked up mentally and emotionally and alone and at the time I had um a boyfriend so I was also feeling so much shame so much guilt around the whole thing um ended up calling him on FaceTime and my sister and telling them what happened and uh we, we were only, like, halfway into our trip at this point, and we still had a long way to go and still go to Australia. And I was like, honestly, like, this has killed my buzz so much. Like, I don't know what to do, and I just want to go home. So I did. I think I stayed, like, a week after. And then I left home, and my girlfriend went to Australia. And um, I didn't tell anybody for a long, long time because yeah, I felt ashamed. I was like, why did I get so drunk? That's so stupid. Like, how could you have, how could you have let this happen? 
like, oh my God, you shouldn't have been flirting with him. Oh my gosh, you shouldn't have let him on, et cetera, et cetera. And it took me a while to come to terms with it, but I never really wanted to play the victim mode or like the victim card of it all. Um, wow, I did not know about this podcast. This is what was gonna, I was going to talk about this podcast. Woo! Um, okay, well, anyways, so for one, if any of you listening have been through this, I feel you, I understand, and yeah, you feel a whole bunch of shame, and you don't want to freaking announce it or say anything, I remember my sister being like, oh my god, he's there, like, go fucking to the police and shit, and then I'm like, I didn't do anything, because, again, I felt like halfway responsible for it, or like fully responsible for it, and taking personal development courses since then and coming back like I'm I'm realizing or I had realized that I was responsible for it and maybe some people won't agree with this but um that's what I believe that we are solely responsible we are 100% responsible for our lives and what happens to us and playing the victim is not empowering and it's not going to get you anywhere and it's not going to make you grow so yeah, that's what happened. All right. So yeah, I come back from Thailand and this is in 2013, right after my birthday. How old was I turning? I don't know. 2013. How old I was? 21, 22 years old, maybe. Um, so yeah, to say like that, I really think that event changed who I was fundamentally and wanted to explore um, why that happened on a bigger scale and even though I didn't talk about it for a very long time (laughs) heck I'm really only sharing it publicly now because I only told some people close to me and now I'm telling it now so yeah here we are um And I kept it, I kept it hush hush again because of all the shame, etc. And it, after I came home, I clearly understood that my drinking was a semi of an issue. But at this point in time, I had no idea how I was going to like be a person that could live without alcohol because I thought that it was just, it was just so mainstream everybody does it it's just a part of life it's so sociable so I didn't even that wasn't even in my mind at all it didn't even cross my mind that I could live without alcohol so I thought I needed to change my job and occupation yay we're parked now so you won't hear the car um apologize Yeah, so in that moment when I came home, I was like, oh, I got to just change my job and get out of the environment because I was working in a pub and just drinking all the time. So a girlfriend said that she also worked at Lululemon and they were hiring at that time. So I said, I know nothing about Lululemon. I never owned a piece of their clothing in my life, but sure, why not? I'm going to take this as a sign and just go for it, do the group interview. Um, And then fast forward, I end up getting the job and I end up meeting a whole bunch of new people and falling in love with yoga because they give you free classes in the community so you can try all different types of classes and that is when the exploration again began deeper and when you're in Lululemon 
once you work for the company for a year, I don't believe they do this anymore, but back in the day, I think it's just 2014 now, um, they sent you to Landmark, which is a personal development program. Um, people love it or hate it. Some people think it's a cult, etc. Um, they, anyways, they send you to this program if you'd like to go. And this program is a three-day weekend, and it costs about $700. The company sends you for free. And again, took that as an opportunity to, yeah, learn more about myself. And it was in that program where I told a stranger sitting beside me what happened to me in Thailand. And that was like the first time I was vocal about it. And it was very liberating, very freeing. And again, I came to the conclusion in that course that hanging on to it in victim mode is just going is not going to do anything for me. It's not going to serve anybody, especially myself. And that I attracted that situation to happen and I am 100% responsible for what happens in my life. There were so many realizations on that weekend and people were like breakthroughs all over the place. People with like relationships with their family that haven't talked to them in literally years and it's all all the same kind of stuff that we all deal with internally and it's pretty easy. We just make it super complicated. And I I'll never forget that moment where I shared with like an older gentleman, he must have been in his 50s or something, and he had a daughter probably around my age, um, and not a great relationship with his daughter either, I believe, at the time, and I just remember telling him, and I'm like, yeah, I like was assaulted, raped, whatever you want to call it, I don't even like that word, but yeah, told a complete stranger. (sighs) So... After that, it was, if you're thinking about doing it, reach out to me. I can tell you a little bit what to expect. But like I said, people love or hate that program. And it really gave me a lot of tools for my life moving forward. And again, that was probably a catalyst for my personal development journey and just bettering myself as a human being and learning from my mistakes. And then after, after that, I decided to take yoga teacher training. And that was in 2015. And basically that was, again, like a catapult to now, basically. It's been five years. It was January 2015 when I took that teacher training. And wow, (laughs) five years. A lot of shit has happened in five years. Yeah, I don't really know where I was going with this podcast, but I guess it came kind of is flowing in the lines of spiritual awakening slash journey and there's lots of stuff that I'm discovering every day that I think it was just really beautiful to end 2019 with that ceremony. Um, looking at it full circle now from 2013 to now letting plant medicine heal and doing the work on myself and deciding that my relationship with, with alcohol wasn't healthy and to not make myself wrong about it to just accept that it is what it is. That's what happened. And literally we can, we make stories up all the time. Humans live in stories and I could have either done two things. Well, I could have, I could have done a lot of things. I could have made a story about being a victim. I could have made a story about it being empowering, which maybe I have. I could have just not made a story about it. Because that's one thing that they dive deep in and teach you in Landmark. Spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, you can fast forward. But literally, there's two things in life. There's what happened. And then there's the story about what happened. 
So that's something that I learned from Landmark and Lululemon, and that'll probably always stay with me. And basically, what happened? Well, I got assaulted. The story around it could, yeah, either go two ways depending on what kind of story I wanted to paint. Like, oh my gosh, like, I got raped and it was the worst trip of my whole life and, like, fuck men, I hate them. I will never talk to Australian guys again. He was an Australian guy. I hate them so much, blah, blah, blah. It's wrecked my life. Oh my god. Giving the dude power, giving myself none, I could have made a story of like, oh my god, best trip ever, who gives a fuck, like, whatever, it happened, I was just drunk, it doesn't count anyways, I'm totally fine, I'm just pressing the emotions down, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but really, all it was, that's what happened. I got assaulted, and then we always create some story around it, and the story that I'm creating around it is that it happened, and I can learn from it which I have, and maybe inspire others who have gone through similar stuff because I know a lot of people, men and women, just, again, don't talk about it because perpetrators aren't held accountable, etc. And honestly, like, to each their own. You are your own individual person. If you don't feel like talking about something like that that has happened to you, like, I know how you are feeling. I've been there. I understand the process. And I understand the people who want to speak out and get the justice and all that. It's a very, obviously, touchy situation. And it's taken me, what, how many years? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Like, seven years. It's literally taken me seven years to be public about this. And it's just, I don't know where it's coming from. I guess stream of consciousness. I'm just talking about it because it wasn't my plan to talk about it in this episode. Um, but it just came yeah calling to me to talk about it and I've never posted about it on social media but I'm posting it here on this podcast because if you listen to my podcast then you want that kind of connection (laughs) but yeah there's always just what happened in life like what happened my mom got mad at me not my mom got mad at me because I'm like a worthless human being and she doesn't love me and I'm so stupid and I fucked up like no it's just we need to cut the bullshit of the stories that we keep telling and the fantasies, the whatever, and just be, yo, this is what it is. It is what it is. And you have a choice. We have choices every day and you can either choose to be victim. You can choose to let it ruin you. You can choose to let it inspire you. You can choose to let it do whatever you want it to. And yeah, this last decade has been a very crazy one, a changing one. I wouldn't change anything though. I would not change what happened. It happened because it had to. It was already written. And hopefully this inspires people either to talk to someone about it, get help if you need, be vocal about it. I know one thing that it sucks to suffer in silence. So at the very least, if you are dealing with something like this, just talk to somebody that you can trust. And it does get better. And thank you for listening. Woo! Yeah. Um, and now it's just something that is like a part of my story. And maybe I'm going to own it more. Who knows? Let me know what you think about um, this episode and the subject matter. Maybe we can start a conversation about it. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, but yeah, I'm parked. I got to go do more shit now. That was basically my little 
kind of update of the end of the year slash the last decade. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And if you are still listening or if you're a brand new listener, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps. Um, I'll be doing a contest later next week for reviews so you can win a cool giveaway because it helps me. And the next uh, the next month and a half is really exciting because we've got not only girls, we've got badass men energy coming up on the pod. I interview like four dudes, maybe even five. So yeah, I'm really excited about some more guys coming on the Wild Soul podcast. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, 2020 is going to be amazing. Set, set it up how you want it to. And again, I really appreciate you listening. If you're still listening to the very end, thank you for listening to my story. Didn't know that was coming out today. But thank you. I love you. And we will see you next week. Namaste. Wait, before you go, do you want to connect with like-minded peeps that are super cool and wild? If you guys do, there is a Facebook group for this podcast and for the people involved in my community. So if you want to be added to it, go search Wild Souls on Facebook in groups and answer some questions and you'll be added to an awesome community where you can, again, connect with others, chat about whatever you want and just have a good old time. So yeah, see you in the group.